Hey folks, welcome to A Weekly Word. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. I'm glad you're with me today. Uh, we're going through a series that we're calling Things You Didn't Learn in Sunday School About. And uh, today we're going to talk about Things You Didn't Learn in Sunday School About Isaac. Uh, before we get to that, though, let me recap a little bit of, of where we've been over the last three weeks that have gotten us to this point in our, our story. Uh, we start out with Abraham, and Abraham was promised by God that all of the world would be blessed through him, specifically through his offspring. The irony being that he has no offspring at the age of 75. And so Sarah, his wife, decides that she's going to help God keep this promise of, of having a a son who is going to bless the whole world. And the way that she's going to do this is she is going to give Abraham her slave, a woman named Hagar, so that Abraham uh, can have sex with her and have a baby. And this turns into a big mess because when Hagar gets pregnant, there's tension between her and Sarah. And Sarah starts mistreating Hagar and Hagar runs away. And in uh, Hagar's suffering, God comes to her and uh, informs her that she's going to have a son and that she should name him Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael, which means um, God hears. And so there's a kind of a comfort in that for her, that God has heard her prayers and her son is going to remind her that God hears her. And she realizes it's not just that God hears but God sees, and so she starts calling God El-Roi, which means the God who sees. And so we are getting to the point in the story now where, yeah, Ishmael's around, and, and Abraham and Sarah are trusting in God's promises and living in this covenant with him. And 25 years after God called Abram out of Haran to come to a land that he will show him, he and Sarah finally have a son. And Abram's about 100 years old, you know, and Sarah somewhere around 90 years old, and they named this boy Isaac, which means laughter. And there are a couple reasons that they call him laughter. Uh, partly they call him laughter because uh, both Sarah and Abram laughed when they found out uh, that they were going to have a son, uh, when God promised that they would have a son. Um, we read about Sarah, and we often focus on Sarah's laughter uh, from Genesis chapter 18, because there's a little bit of a confrontation with God there, um, because Sarah denies that she laughed, and God's like, yeah, no, you laughed. Uh, but Abram also laughed in uh, Genesis 17, verse 17. You know, God promises that he's going to have a son. He's you know, up there in age, and he's like, is this really going to happen? So both of them laughed at God's promise. And so the promised son is there, and so they name him Laughter. But I think there's a, a, another reason that they name him Laughter, and it's, it's just partly out of the, the joy and the ridiculousness of, of the whole situation that here they are, uh, 190 years old, and they've got a little baby, and they're going to raise him. And it's just bizarre when you think about it. And so 
In Genesis 21, verse 6, Sarah herself says, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. You know, and, and, and it is kind of a funny situation. And there are different kinds of laughter, too. There's the sarcastic, hurtful kind of laughter, but there's also the, the kind of laughter that just flows from good news you know, when, you, when you hear something wonderful and you can't help but laugh. And so when we think about Isaac, arguably the most famous event of Isaac's life uh, is recorded for us in Genesis chapter 22. And this is sometime uh, after he's been born. Um, this is sometime uh, after other events in his life. And God calls on Abraham to sacrifice his son. Let, let me read this for you. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddling his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to the young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the knife and the fire. So they went, and both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And they went, both of them, together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. And it is said to this day, On the mountain of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies." And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So when we, we look at this account, there are a couple of questions that come to my mind um, 
and they have to do with time. How long after Isaac's birth does this take place? Um, it, it says after these things, but it really doesn't clarify. And yes, the text does refer to, uh, Ab to Isaac as a boy, um, but the word that's used there in Hebrew is the same word that's actually used of the servants that came along with them. And it has a, a wide range of meaning. Um, it can mean a, a young boy, but it can also mean a young man. And, and so part of me wonders uh, at the age of Isaac. I mean, he does carry enough wood to burn a sacrifice uh, as they go up the mountain together. And, and so there is some indication there that maybe, maybe he's a little bit older than the pictures that we saw in Sunday school would indicate. And one of the things that's really clear as we read this uh, and as we think about what's going on here is that Isaac prefigures Jesus. That what is going to happen to Jesus is kind of being previewed here. Uh, it takes place uh, in Moriah, which years later is going to be called Jerusalem. And we know that Jesus was, was crucified just outside of Jerusalem. Uh, Isaac was to carry the wood, and you know, he, uh, Jesus carried the cross, the wood of the cross, to the place where he was uh, executed, where he was sacrificed for our sins. Uh, ultimately, Isaac is not sacrificed because God stops Abram, and instead a ram that was caught in the thicket was sacrificed in his place. And uh, interestingly, Jesus is known as the Lamb of God. Uh, and a thicket is a place of thorns. And we know that Jesus was crucified wearing a crown of thorns. And an another thing that is maybe kind of a fun parallel is the fact that it takes three days for Abram and Isaac to get to uh, the, the place of the sacrifice. And Jesus was in the tomb for three days uh, after he was crucified. The early church recognized this connection between uh, Isaac and, and between Jesus. Uh, Tertullian, one of the early church historians, wrote this. He says, Christ in his times carried his wood on his shoulders, adhering to the thorns of the cross, and a thorny crown encircled his head. And a, a more modern poet and musician, a, a guy by the name of Michael Card, wrote this. Uh, God has provided a lamb. He was offered up in your place. What Abraham was asked to do, he, that's God, has done. He's offered his only son. And, and so when we look at, at Isaac and we look at what's going on there, there's room for laughter for us too. You know, there's a lot of sorrow when we think about Jesus' crucifixion. But that's the act of our salvation. It's this surprising turn where Jesus steps into our place in order to redeem us. And I think that laughter, not the sarcastic kind, but the laughter of the shock of, uh, of an overwhelming joy is appropriate when we think about what Jesus has done for us. And so as we think about Isaac, 
the rest of his story, it gets a little sketchy. He, he does some things that aren't so wonderful. He is his, his father's son. But he, he becomes also a picture of our salvation and how God has saved us and given us room to laugh, to be joyful. So um, this is going to end our arc about Abram and his family for the moment. Um, next week when I come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump a few hundred years into the future from this point um, and talk about a guy named Samson. And uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get some others uh, from other parts of the Old Testament. And eventually we'll get into some, old some New Testament characters as well. In the meantime, God bless you. Uh, if this has been something that's been helpful to you, interesting to you, please like it and share it. Theoretically, if, uh, if you like it, some of your friends might like it too, and it could be a blessing to them. God's blessings. Mm-hmm.